Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, everybody in broadcast land, everybody in Chicago, everybody where you get in, where you fit in. I'm your host, Kali Fathoms of the Spawn of Me podcast. This is the Spawn of Me podcast with Kali Fathoms. I hope you're doing very, very well. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope you're having a phenomenal week. I am having the best week ever. It is unreasonable how good my week is right now because there is so much goodness that we're about to get into for this episode. Excited to have folks in the chat. Excited to have you all listening to podcast land. Excited to have you all here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash spawn on me. And we are here because we have a fantastic episode 427. We're going to talk a lot about a couple of different things. We have a fantastic guest as well. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, you missed a banger of a show. We had a a lot of great conversations about so many different things if you're listening to this show in its live format on twitch of course you can always check this out on youtube youtube.com slash spawn me is where you want to go to see more of the goodness that we have here in Chicago. We also have some great information about DICE. We're going to have a special episode featuring the whole team from Iron Galaxy talking about their new expansion, all the good stuff that they've been doing. It's been a fantastic time they had at DICE. I was hosting stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. But you know what? We're not going to hold on and do the whole thing where people wait for about 20 minutes and go do that thing. And they're like, we're not going to tell you what's going on, because I think it really plays into not only the conversation that we're going to have during this show, but plays into, you know, our wonderful guests and, and, and what stuff we're going to be talking about this week on the show. So without further ado. I want to say thank you to everybody who's here watching and listening. And here is our What up, MCF fans? It's your favorite host, Khalif Adams, here. Myself and the folks at NBCLX are cooking up a brand new weekly FCF show coming to you later this month. And the show is called... Khalif, uh, what is the name of our show? I don't know. I, I mean, I thought, I thought you knew. Maybe we can let the fans vote on it in the FCF app. I mean, but then what do we do about the drum roll? Eh, keep it going. Yo, welcoming in the man, the myth, the legend, Pat Dees from Fan Control Football. Rocking with us here on Spawn On Me. What's good, Pat? How are you doing, man? How's everything going? What is up? What's going on, Khalif? Thrilled to be here. First of all, let's talk about that pink shirt you were just wearing, because I had no idea how good you looked in pink. <laughs> I mean, you know, Rock you know. You know, trying to trying to make it trying to make it sexy for the folks at home. That's the way you got to do it. You got to make sure you're looking looking right, making sure things are good. You know, we just shared for all of your home. I, I guess seriously, I don't think you all understand the magnitude of what I just talked about and shared. Even I got so excited, I hit the button too fast. But <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be hosting my own show on fan control football squad and we're going to be doing it on nbclx my mind is blown pat we finally we've been talking about working together for a long time we've been talking about this yes. for a bit now that we're getting a chance to actually make this happen i'm super excited to be rocking with you fam I'm, uh, and, and to be celebrating this here live on spawn on me uh is, is even better 
It's wild. It's here. We've wanted to do something for a really long time. I mean, we've uh, even though we can't ever manage to play a co-op game together like online, the number of times we tried to play games together, <laughs> that just fails miserably. But that ha- that happens when you're busy building shit. Uh, but man, I can you believe this? We're doing it. You are hosting the show about fan control football, and um, let's talk a little bit about the show, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a weekly show. It's, right now, it's the pre pre show. Yep. Uh, it's going to be on NBCLX. It's on Peacock. And every week you're going to be talking about everything that's going on in this crazy league. You're going to have owners, you know, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, Cuevo, you know, uh, all of these guys and uh, Renee Montgomery yeah. coming in here talking a little bit about the craziness that is FCF week to week. You're going to be highlighting and telling stories of fans. Man, I, I literally, when this came up, no joke, you were the first person I thought of. I was like, who better to, to fill that role like I mean because you've been we talked a little bit about it on the fan control show earlier but like you've had a front row seat for the the way this idea has evolved and changed over the years you know and you were a believer immediately like I yeah. you know we've been at this and pitching it and talking about it for so long you just know when somebody gets it it's in that first three minutes either they do and they're they're on board and then they're moving or it they look at you like you asked them the square root of something and you're, you're trying to like figure out like, excuse me, you're doing what? And so you knew and you've been around through all this. So like there is nobody better both personally or professionally that I would have in this on the show. It's incredible. I'm so glad it's here. And we can finally talk about it. It's a relief. It's it's I've been holding on to this for so long. It is one of those things where you know, when we had those initial discussions about what this show could be, or, or at least even the initial conversations again about the league, you know, as a huge sports fan, like people like the thing that's great about the video game space is like everyone kind of has a thing, right? Like there's folks who are really sure. big cinephiles. There are folks who are, you know, cosplayers. There are folks who do a lot of stuff. But a lot of times you don't really get a chance to talk about or showcase the other layers of you as a person within this industry. And people who don't know, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. I am a beleaguered <laughs> tarnished Knicks fan, but all but yeah, all of the other yeah. layers of it touch sports in a way that, that makes sense. So when we got a chance to sit down and talk about the league, I was like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. This is going to be fantastic. And the first season was amazing. The energy around the season was so great. It was so cool to see you and the rest of the team think about this thing that we had talked about in so many meetings and conversations and then see it actually live and happening in person, uh, you know, in in, in the flesh while things were kind of moving with with the games. How has it been going and getting from all of those years of building this thing out, formulating plans, finding folks to come in to believe in it? And then now season one going and now season two is, is, is right up on us. Man, what a question. I, it's it's entirely ineffable. You just can't know what that's like. I had, you know, it was a from something that existed on whiteboard whiteboards and PowerPoint yeah. presentations for years to be there in the flesh live seeing it happen uh, was a wild experience. Um, and you're totally right. Like I think I mean, especially with your your audience, like I think so much of my Twitter feed is there are two circles, right? It's the video game our video game friends and our sports friends, and nine, literally it's two circles that with zero overlap in a Venn diagram, right? Like, right. I, you know, and so you and I bonded over John Starks being one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Uh, and <laughs> it was fun to have a friend who believed in sports and and, and also is a, the hardcore gamer. And we're fusing those two things. And I, what we saw in the first season was it became an on-ramp for, like, you know, a lot of those core gamers who weren't quote-unquote sports fans, but they had an on-ramp to that, 
that excitement that is live sports. It's the, literally, it's the last bastion of like authenticity kind of on the planet. It all plays out on the, on the court of the field in real time in a way that like is, is unmatched. And so it was so cool to see all these people that like would tweet something like sports ball when the Super Bowl is on, <laughs> find an on-ramp and a community and ways to like learn about this sport and be part of it from the, from the ground up and like genuinely build it with us, not like give it lip service, but like actually build this league with us. It's for fans by fans and fans, you know, that we saw that first season, they chose so many of the rules that, that played out on the field. Obviously we're drafting and calling plays in real time and competing against each other. So it's a, uh, been a wild ride to this point and all we're doing in season two is just pouring gasoline on it obviously we had a pretty huge capital raise and we're just it's bigger in every conceivable way in this coming season including your show on nbclx my friend i can't believe you just said that out loud twice um that is going to be on (laughs) i'm going to be hosting the show on i just saw you on my tv i oh my god it's so it's so ridiculously amazing that this is going to be a thing that's happening right now um you know i I think one of the things that's in that mix when people are thinking about you know the league and thinking about you know the games that we got a chance to see you know what i loved about all of it and what i'm excited about for this season is going to wind up being this doubling down on the fun Right. Where it feels like that conversation that was there from the beginning about we want to make sure the fans are, are, are connected to this. We want to make sure that they have input here, you know, besides the nuts and bolts of how fans actually interact with the with the game by calling plays and, you know, designing jerseys and and having all those layers there. You know, when you were thinking about, you know, season one, we have some footage rolling for folks who are listening to audio, you know. For folks who really didn't get an understanding of what this is, tell the folks at home exactly, you know, again, what is the ideas behind this? What's the ethos of this uh, so that they can kind of jump in and, and dig into it? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, the the easiest way to describe it, especially for this group, is Madden in real life. It's like live, hard-hitting professional football players, but that are literally all of the decisions are being made by fans. Yeah, I think um, we get asked all the time, Khalif, like, Dude, where did you come up with this idea? And the reality is that every sports fan has had this idea. You know what I mean? We're the only ones crazy enough to do it, but everybody's watched the TV and screamed, why are you making that play call? Or why are you doing this? Everybody has thought it. And so, you know, the for me, growing up as a, as a gamer, you know, my, my father is not necessarily like a big sports fan. I actually learned the rules of football by playing, you know, Tech Mobile and later, later Madden. And so that the idea of real-time play calling and decision-making has always been coupled with my sports experience. So when I got yeah. really into sports as I continue to get older, like you always have the volume turned down a little bit. And so this is a chance to play a real-life video game where you're making the decisions, what, what fans choose happens both on and off the field. And then you, as a fan, level up. You know, something that I think your audience will totally get would be you as a fan level up too. Yeah. Um, we have you earn what we call fan IQ which is just XP in any other video game, right? So as you're calling plays, you're interacting in the ecosystem, you earn fan IQ, and the better you do, the more fan IQ you earn, and that allows you to level up. And as you level up, your voice, your vote carries a lot more weight. So if you've been calling plays since the very beginning of the season, I just started today, you're all leveled up, your vote might count 30, 40 times more than mine, but I quickly can start catching up and earning fan IQ and and making my voice heard in the league. So um, Madden in real life is uh, essentially what we're building and 
again, this season's going to be, you know, again, orders of magnitude bigger in, in, in every conceivable way. Folks in the chat are really excited. I already had the Rick T platform say, need that, need that uh, Glacier Boys versus Z- uh, Zappers game live in ATL. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm saying, right? Like, again, this is the stuff that when, you know, again, I as a fan, right, came in and and former owner, I have to say, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. of of a team, you know, came into that and thinking about the, you know, the way that those connections wind up happening. I'll be honest, I was skeptical at first when I pulled up the app and was like, "All right, I'm going to sit here and watch this game and see if, you know, my vote gets in there and if and if it feels like we're doing stuff and it's working in real time." Yeah. And it worked. That blew me away from a technological standpoint because, you know, there are so many things that are happening from a technology standpoint within the league that getting a play from all these folks around the world Piping that into to, to, to games live and getting that to the sideline, to the field, it's nuts to see just how much of this is working so well in the version 1.0 that you're doing. And now with 2.0 coming, yeah. like this is going to be wild to see what the next layers of interaction are going to be for, for all of those folks at home. Um, how are you thinking about that stuff, too? I know it's a little bit early for a lot of the things you can share, but how are you thinking about yeah. that? No, I mean, I think, um, so yes, it is wild. And you know, we're making this up as we go along, but what's been cool about the community and, and the audience and fans of this league is that, you know, we're very transparent about the the whys that we're doing things and the process of of it all coming together. We, you know, we talk about it like it's early access software, right? Like mm. you think about like Valorant or you know, some of these, these, you know, games that are in early access for a long time where they're, they're refining it, they're balancing it, they're figuring out what the meta is. And so, you know, even in season 2.0, it's why we call it 1.0, 2.0, it's, it's, you know, ostensibly software. We're still going to be balancing these things and, and making some tweaks and building it along with fans. But dude, this year, Khalif is get, like, again, it's going to be so much cooler for fans who are like, again, gamers. There's so much more that you'll be able to do. For example, Last season, you could had you had this lean forward experience when your your team was on the field. You called plays that entire time. You drafted players in the off week, and then you called plays in real time during the during the game. But when your team wasn't playing, you'd watch the other teams largely just kind of get an understanding of like the personnel in the league, right? Because you're drafting each week, so you want to see who's like a standout player on the on the Zappers or the Glacier Boys, so you can draft them the next week. Mm. Now there'll be something for you to do. There's a lean forward experience where you're like, your vote won't count. If your team's not playing, you you can't call plays, but you can predict plays and continue to level up that way. So even when you can grind as you as it would uh, and continue to level up, even when your team's not playing, you can kind of predict what's being played, earn stats, earn IQ and level up. So um, again, in almost every way, I think uh, really excited for for fans from the first one to, to, to jump in and, and see what the new experience is like. Talk about, the thing that also is, is blowing me away from a how are you growing perspective, you know, again, this was a league conceived in many, many minds and, and, and many, many years later. I think one of the things that you're always thinking about when you're going from kind of the 1.0 version to the 2.0 version is not only, you know, how do you expand on the, the initial idea? How do you grow your fan base in a way? But also, how do you make a thing? that is specifically for, you know, everyone involved that gets them directly in line with it, right? So now knowing that you have this redonkulous stadium that you're building, <laughs> that yes. I, I saw, you know, just in the commercial, this wild, 
like sketch for this thing. I see Ray, who is the commissioner. Ray Austin, the commissioner of, of the league, breaking bricks, throwing stuff. He's like getting it in there. <laughs> like, talk a little bit about what this means for the next layer of FCF in terms of having now a physical place that is yours to be able to do yeah. all the things you're doing. First of all, can we talk about the commissioner's video a little bit? He made yeah. it look like he built it himself. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's so funny. He tries to be like Rocky Three, but he'll like pick up a brick and put it down. It's un- it's quite a it's quite a video, and I, I love Ray so much. He's a hell of a commissioner. Um, yeah. So the 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 facility is incredible. So um, it is in a place called Pullman Yards. It's a historic train you know train depot just outside of Atlanta. It's also a movie studio. So like Hunger Games was shot there. District Nine was shot there. Recently, Cap and Winter Soldier had a big fight scene that was shot in this building. Like a lot of a lot of Marvel stuff is sh- Marvel stuff is shot there and kind of around it. Um, but when we saw it, it was literally perfect. You know, from you know I don't know six seven years ago when we were picking up visual comps of like what we wanted it to look like. It's always been this rusty graffiti industrial meets you know, Blade Runnery type future football. So cyberpunky aesthetic meets kind of old industrial stuff. And we found that in Pullman Yards. And so what building this, you know, semi-permanent facility allows us to do from a venue perspective is really invest all of our all of our money in in the technology in one location. Something that you see like traditional leagues when you you're always traveling, there's all these venues. We as a startup, which is very much a technology company, we've got to pick our spots about where we're going to spend. So it allows us to invest a ton of money in one location and have it be just bleeding edge from a technological perspective. We're doubling down on all of the cool camera angles that you saw in season one. So last season we had kind of this, this state of the art helmet cam that was available. We did a drone cam. We've leveled up our drone game. We've got a crane cam in this one. Mm. Um, you'll all you'll be those 180 cams will be available as well. So like from a technology perspective, it allows us to really try some cool shit. Like I think yeah. that's the fun thing about this league is long, you know, on a long enough timeline, we see it as kind of this, this sports incubator for, for other leagues allow kind of emerging technologies to, to, to be tested out in this league. So um, I think I'm thrilled for people to see this because I think it's going to be unlike any, anything anybody's ever seen. And, and I mean that people say like audacious stuff like that all the time. Like it's unlike anything that anybody's ever seen, but it just is. There just literally is nothing like fan control football. And then this venue is going to be, you know, one of a kind and, and just wild. I am. I, I just can't wait for people to see it. Yeah. Knowing that you had all of this stuff that was in that non-permanent space, like even if, you know, for the folks who are watching the video right now, like the space that you had was a big space, like yeah, yes. wild, huge, yeah. like, you know, player entrances on these huge screens coming out. Like now yep. that you have this thing that is yours, I don't even yeah. know what's going to happen now that's going to come through uh, that, that I'm so excited to see kind of kind of be in that space. So, dude, it totally like the, we were at the Infinite Energy Arena in Duluth, Georgia last season, and again, it was a function of COVID. It, what was what, what was available that we could kind of retrofit and push our idea into? To your point, we're building this from the ground up with our original vision and allow us to do all kinds of bespoke, just incredible things from the draft night and like all of this content we're filming around the league and we're building a little like mini television studio there. We talk about it all the time, but like part of the goal of the league is to reinvent the relationship between player and fan. And so you're going to see a lot of content over the course of the season around both the players of this league to get to know the guys off the field, to understand whose number you're calling, whose number you're drafting, and then also to tell the stories of the fans, right? They're a big, big part of this league. Obviously, it's for fans, by fans. They're going to be prominently featured in the broadcast this year. 
as we're going to be talking a lot about fan stats from the broadcast booth. You know, like all the time you hear athlete stats, you know, that somebody's got 200 yards in the air and, you know, 150 yards on the ground. We'll be saying, yo, Khalif leads all rushers with 270 yards on the ground. We'll say that during the course of the broadcast as you move up the leaderboard. But we want to tell those stories as well. So, um, I, again, I, I couldn't be more excited. So I, I don't think people believe it or can can really even understand it until they see it. Um, yeah. But we're 44 days away, my friend. Oof, wow, 44 yeah. days, that's going to fly by. We're going to be getting ready and doing broadcast. And again, I'm, the thing I'm really excited about for the kind of pre-pre-show is is the fact that we are going to be doing that, you know, uh, having those conversations directly with fans every week, right? Like we're going to be bringing yeah. them in to talk about their feelings about the league, what they've experienced, you know, like, like hey, I tried to, mm-hmm. I, I got my play called and the rest of my team called some other play and we lost. Like there's going to be fun <laughs> conversations in there to dig into uh, from that perspective that I think is going to be really cool to see, you know, the kind of OG fans come into it and then see how we're thinking about and picking up new folks who are going to be you know new to fcf and and how we integrate all of them uh, across the across the league you know you know my favorite things about you genuinely this is just gonna be me gushing about khalif adams the entire show i know where you had me on (laughs) but that you know you're confrontational in the best possible way right yeah people conflate confrontation with contention and you're not that you are candid in a way that i am and that i love from my friends and you're not afraid to have the hard conversation i think that was what's that's one of the many things that will be very cool about your show is like, look, we will make the mistakes. We're going to have to adjust on the fly. We're going to go, we're going to listen to the fans. We're going to um, change things as we need to, 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 as we need to. We adjusted last season over the course of it. We did it in real time between games. We changed yeah. the rule because this rule just didn't work. Fans chose a rule when they saw it play out and in actuality, it just didn't work. And so we literally took a poll and changed the, change the rule i think no other league has just done that between games <laughs> but like you're gonna have fans on that'll be able to talk a little bit about yo this thing's overpowered or this thing needs to be adjusted or we need to figure this out and it comes from a fan base who are passionate about it and you know that, that want to change and want their voice to be heard and and i think your show is going to be really good um opportunity for people to to have those tough conversations that are out of love that come from wanting the league to be better and i'm thrilled you'll kind of be steering that ship it's gonna be awesome I think one of the things that we've seen, especially in the past couple of weeks as well, has been, again, like with the ramp up towards the season, the conversation is the conversation is passionate, right? I think it's one of those things that we we want from sports fans. We want from fandom to come in and be, you know, connected in that way, because that's smart. It's the thing that you want from any form of content is you want people to be able to come in and be like, I love or hate or in between this, right? It's all sports talk radio. It's a bunch of people losing yeah. their mind about something that happened during the game. Do you know what yep. I mean? There's a whole industry built on this. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing that I'm hoping that we get a chance to do, and I think that I'm hopefully being an usher for, you know, the league and, and being that conduit to, you know, the fan base and, and, and to the league is to say, this is a thing that we are imbuing within all of the stuff that we're doing together we're finding good ways to think about talk about surface uh conversation good gameplay which is going to be paramount again if you were watching the nbc lx show right before this broadcast you know we we brought in a couple of new players into the league which is going to be wild for them seeing them be a part of that conversation but i think the thing that brought me in from last season that made me understand that this was a thing that i really wanted to be a part of was 
the conversation that you've all been having about giving players who might not have gotten their shot this space to get that extra layer and and yep. shot to have their day in the sun. And we yep. see so many folks who are from, and let's be honest, communities of color who are, you know, folks who are in yep. those spaces, who are players, who are folks who are in that in, the, in those leagues and, and trying to get better and trying to get to the next level. Getting that second shot can be a huge yeah. deal for folks. There were some folks who were in the league last year who made it to the big game, to, to the other big game. I'm not going to say they're being <laughs> the other yes. big game. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'd love to hear you, your thoughts about that, too, because I think that's super important. I think, like, Kai, you should see – it is inspiring to see these guys. I've been to all yeah. of the the tryouts, right? Like J- Josh Bakuga, uh, Jeff Kanata, and, and, and I hosted those. And just the, the, the amount of work that goes into just their tryout, right? That's a, That represents like a year's worth of work, eating right, staying in shape, grinding, because they're passionate about the game. And I think, to your point, if we can give people a – a platform to go to in a show what they're made of, but also with an understanding that football is not going to be their entire life. Right. You know, Ray Austin, our commissioner talks a lot about more than an athlete. And so a big part of this league uh, at the housing is to talk a lot about like, yo, you can't play football forever. Ray is a perfect example of it. He played six years in the league and then he immediately went out and began an acting and modeling career. And we all can't be as handsome as him. But the point was he used football as a springboard to other things. And so please use this league to build community. We, you know, we, perp- we handpick guys that want to make content and engage with fans so then they can build a community outside of the league um, and, and take that with them to whatever their next venture is. Like whether it be, to, again, playing in the, the, the big time, playing in the, in the NFL or going on and being successful in some other capacity, a big part of what we're doing is making sure that, that, you know, that they have this opportunity to again again build a build a community and go on to do bigger and better things so um yeah the guys in this league to, to a person are so inspiring right the i mean you're you're an entrepreneur man like they, we grind it's a different kind of grind but they the amount of work that these guys put in just to get looked at is uh it's incredible yeah it's it's i remember watching so many of the behind the scenes stuff and and combine stuff and and all of those layers there and like you said, being super inspired just by how passionate folks were about getting that second shot or flipping this, you know, these experiences. Like I remember there was one cat, I think he was a, a, um, a defensive back. Or, or he was he was on the on, on one of the defenses, and he was like he's like I'm a teacher in my day job, like in my yeah. day job I'm a teacher, and I'm, this yeah. is a part of me doing this because I still have this love for the sport, um, and bringing the things that he learned from you know playing in the FCF back to those kids back where he was teaching, yeah. and how smart all that stuff was uh, to kind of connect in those ways. Do you feel like now? You know, you've gotten enough eyes on FCF that, you know, one, people are kind of have an understanding of what you're trying to do. And that, too, when folks are coming from the outside in, they are now saying not only do we get it, but we want to find ways to connect with it in bigger and broader ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ever have enough eyeballs on it. I think yeah. we're trying with yeah. our new broadcast partners like NBCLX. We're DAZN internationally. Uh, we've got some others that we're announcing pretty soon. And obviously, you know, Twitch has the exclusive streaming rights for the season. Yep. Um, yeah, I think the goal, again, if the more eyes we can get on it, the better, right? I think the, the idea, I mean, clearly it helps us grow as a league, but also back to your point about these guys, give them an opportunity to, to have people notice them, see who they are and build a community outside of it and, and, and really engage with it. Like, I think 
again, to a guy, they've all got tremendous backstories. They've been grinding so hard to get to this point. So um, yeah, the goal is to, again, continue to grow this and uh, and get as many eyes on it as possible. So, My goodness. So the biggest news of late uh, was that yeah. you grabbed new ownership for, for Team X, formerly the Wild Aces. Uh, yes. How is, Rest in peace. How did Drew... Yeah, rip, 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 rip Aces. Yeah. Uh, oh. How was the conversation with Drewski? How did, like, if you don't understand who Drewski is, Drewski is one of the biggest internet comedians on the planet. And I'm like, turn, I'm like flipping through Twitter and I'm seeing stuff. And I'm like, Drewski's at the combine right now. What is happening? What is going on now? Talk about how the conversation went when Drewski came to the table and was like, I want to be a part of this league. Dude, it's it's so interesting. Like we've got a murderer's row of big personalities yeah. uh, that are owners in this league. So if you don't know, each one of these, we don't do a geographical model, right? There's not like a, you know, a LA team and a New York team. There's the beasts who are, you know, the the idea was to go find these people with huge personalities: Marshawn Lynch, Renee Montgomery, Quavo, and 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 naturally the team's going to take on their swagger, right? Yeah. Like so, those are a hard hitting, you know, ground and pound by blue collar team. Or then you know the the the, the Glacier Boys, uh, Quavo, Richard Sherman, high flying shit talking. And you know, we always growing up, I was really inspired by the uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the way that the Mavs are just an extension of Mark Cuban's personality. Yeah. And so we went out and found all these big personalities, um, and we we found them initially because there'd never been a thing called FCF. Nobody knew what this was, and we had to tell them about it and get them excited about it. And the the ones that got it, you know, obviously were are part of the league. Um, Drewski's one of the guys that picked up the phone and called us. Huh. I said, hey, look, yo, this is my boy Quavo's part of this league. How do I become part of this league? And to, you asked about eyeballs. We've really reached the tipping point where our phone is ringing on the regular. Yeah. Like, this is the future of sports. How do I become a part of it? Look, uh, is there an opportunity? And there just wasn't until, you know, rest in peace, the Wild Aces. Um, th- that ownership group, you know, took the opportunity to go a different direction. And so we had an opening and it the timing couldn't have been better because it was tough from a notification perspective. You know, we had seven, six, seven weeks until the season started. Uh, once we heard that, Drewski was ready. He was obviously excited, wanted an opportunity to to, to be a part of it. And I think to hang out with his boys, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's boys with Quavo. It's like you and me, we're just hanging out. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We happen to be professionally, but we're friends. So there's going to be some really great rivalries with Drewski. And I actually think the content that dude makes yeah. as he's smack talking the other owners in this league is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, they're going through that branding exercise now, but I'm, you know, he's paired up with Austin Eckler, uh, you know, San Diego Chargers. Yep. Sorry, um, LA Chargers, uh, you know, uh, running back who's who's one of the best guys in sports. So I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. They're no kind of funny because nobody is. Yeah. But they're, they're, I think they're going to be fun in their own right. Yeah, I think I think the, the 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 one sad thing that I have in terms of being a part of the league in this way is that I since I'm not an owner yet, I don't get to talk smack to some of the other owners in the way that I want to. But it's great. I love that that's a part of the thing that it's not you know something where you're not like no don't don't say that thing. I mean be be reasonable, but also like it's encouraged. Talk, talk yes. your shit. Dude, yeah, talk your shit, dude. Add, talk your shit. Like honestly, we've got like um, you know part of the player comp is at weekly the best interview. Yeah. So like the, the the craziest shit that guys say over the course of the week, they get a bonus for best touchdown celebration, best taunt. Like these are things that we're not only 
encouraging, but we're putting money behind it. We want our players to get out there and have fun. We want our players to celebrate. Like, honestly, it's, you know, you talk about it being a video game and Madden in real life. I think it's closer to NFL Blitz. That yeah. goes back to your, your your friends over at Iron Galaxy and, and yeah. their, their roots in this in this uh, industry. But, like, it is Blitz. It's bigger, badder, more fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Folks are already in chat asking if the Wendy's booth is coming back. Uh, I'm like, hey. You're damn right it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it was dude, great. The, can I tell you the, the where the, the the origin story of the yeah. Wendy's hot mic was? So originally, <laughs> I wanted there to be like a little confessional booth, right? So we're putting this all on a whiteboard, and I wanted players to literally run off the field, look down the barrel of a camera, and be like, "Yo, Twitch, I'm open on the left side. What are you doing? Throw me the goddamn ball." <laughs> And then they would run back in and then, you know, hopefully fans called the play. Or if they didn't, he could run back off the field and go, hey, I just told you I was open again. What are you doing? That was the original vision. And then it turned into Wendy's got really excited about it. and said, look, let's, we're going to sponsor it. We want to be so loved it. And what it turned into was the celebration zone, yeah. right? Like everybody ran in there showing the names on the back. They, they a couple of guys, actually, we were in a very airtight COVID bubble. Yeah. Some of the guys ordered Wendy's. And just were munching Wendy's as part of the celebration <laughs> that we had no idea. They hid it underneath the booth. And so they literally busted out this Wendy's and they're eating it. Wendy's called. I was like, we didn't okay that. I was like, neither did we. You know, so yes, that will be back. And I think it'll be really fun. Oh, I, I'm yeah. excited for that. I'm excited for the halftime shows. I'm excited for yes. all the little mini games that wind up happening throughout the league, you know, throughout the games and stuff like that. Excited. And, and here's my one thing for everybody at home. Please be nicer to the referees. Y'all were walling out last year on the refs, man. Y'all were giving them hell. And as you know, there were some rough calls, but also they're human beings. Be nicer to you. But yo, I get it. Like that's easy to say, but it's also tough when they cause your team to lose. Yeah. What I will say is, look, it's a new league, a new whole new rule set. And by the way, they those guys just moved into a COVID bubble to be part of this thing, right? Away from yeah. friends and family and stuff. And they're, they're learning this as we go. I, uh, yes, be nice to the refs, but I think we've leveled up tremendously. The guy, the crew's now had almost a year with yeah. the rule book to kind of go through it outside of some tweaks that fans are going to be making. So I would assume that the, the caliber of calls on the field will be, you know, better this season. But to your point, they're still going to fuck up from time to time. That just happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. shoot, folks in the, in the NFL do it all. This season totally. has told you a lot about refereeing as a whole. So yes. give those folks some grace uh, if, they, <laughs> if, they, if they botch it here or there uh, to make sure that that's a thing. Um, Let me you, ask you. I, yeah. I mean, you've been asking me a lot of questions. I'm curious. Do it. You know, Let's go. Like I, we talked a little bit early. You know, we've been talking for years about to figure out how to how to work together. What's the thing that has you most excited, either about the season or this show, and like what opportunities does it provide you to talk about some things in in around the league in a way that like might be different from kind of the rest of our content? I mean, the thing that I again like the the ability to talk directly to the fan base is going to be is going to be fantastic. I think that's going to be a thing I'm really excited for. It's going to really pop off when the first couple of games get into the bag and we see the like energy of the you note know, the 2.0 version of it, right? Is when we yeah. get to talk about presentation, when we get to talk about rules, when we get to talk about, you know, some of the things that we're going to do and in conjunction with the other content that's going to be coming with, you know, some of the other shows in the FCF portfolio, I think the thing that's going to be really dope is like we're going to be bouncing off each other, right? In terms of yeah. content that we're thinking about sharing and things that we're talking about. But 
you know, you know me, I run an interview show for, for most of the things, stuff yeah. that I do. So being able to talk to, you know, hopefully some of the biggest names in entertainment who are, who are also, you know, uh, owners of, of, of some of the teams, like, and then talk to them in a way that is very, very much in the way that Khalif talks to folks in the ways that it is. It's always yeah. conversational. It's always down to earth. It's always about making fun and, and having fun and really getting into it with folks and being like, yo, Richard Sherman, I saw how you were. I saw how <laughs> mad you were last season, fam. You were salty. You were salty <laughs> in so many games, man. Like, how are you feeling right now? Yeah. And it was great. Personally. Oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah. It was it was fantastic yeah. to see like this. An NFL star sit at home on a Zoom cam and be like, yo, I don't like any of this right now. <laughs> it was wild That's to see him just like he was just like he's like, I hate, I hate all the, all these refs are terrible. I don't know what yeah, to do with yeah. any of these refs. And it was great to see because again, like, I think people don't understand just how how deeply passionate and infuse sports are with people. I have said things to people that I would never say when I'm in a sports environment. I have been the meanest to people who I love because my Knicks team is dying in front of me. It is, again, some of that stuff where... And that's the reason why I'm excited about this this layer of like who we brought in and and some of the folks we're going to be able to talk to is it's never going to be a thing of like you know, are you really a sports fan or are you not a sports fan? Like, I don't think anybody who joined up with FCF this this season or, you know, coming back from previous seasons aren't real sports fans who are like, yo, I love talking shit and watching people play yeah. hard and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. So you have all of that combined with you know, the leveling up of the presentation stuff, the NBCLX stuff that you're doing behind the scenes, the kind of showing, you know, the the league become the league, which I think, to be fair, we have a huge missing of that ability to show player profiles in, you know, the sports games, in the video game layer of it, right? Where one yeah. of the biggest things I think is holding back the fighting game scene is the fact that there are so many folks who you never get to really see who they are. Right. And you don't get a chance to like talk to them about why they're passionate about Mm -hmm. this thing. This is going to be the complete opposite with fan control football, where we're going to be able to see and talk to and share the stories of why people are important, which I think is, again, the best part of all of this is showing that stuff off. It's so yeah, that's a core tenet of the league is to get to know the guys that uh, that are on the field and not because it deepens your fandom that too, but also like you're making decisions based on these guys, right? You're yeah. you're drafting them, you're calling plays for them. So I think that's really important. The other thing that I think will be awesome about your show is I think it's it represents an opportunity for you to get deep into the strategy, yeah. Get those killer strats, like you know, uh, there there is a different. Fan behavior required of you. It's not required. You can lean back and just watch, but like to really get the most out of fan control football, you are leaning forward and engaging with it. And there is, it is, you know, it is very accessible, uh, it, but there is a level of mastery over it. It's, you know, it's it's easy to get into and hard to master. Yeah. And I think that like understanding and and what are the tips that can make me a better fan and can contribute to my team more. I think it'd be really cool as a gamer to talk a little bit about, yo, how can I, how can I be better? How can I level up and, you know, move up those leaderboards? Because I think what will be interesting, Kyle, when you and I talk again in three years and when we're on season four or five, yeah. I think there will be teams that are recruiting players from other teams 
and fans from other teams. Mm. You imagine that? They pick up the phone and be like, yo, we got to get that Kyle over here because he's killing it. Come lead strategy for our team. And I think, Ooh. again, diametrically different than anything out there, but I think that is the future of this league uh, and le- other leagues that we start in other sports. Yeah, I mean, I look, I was looking at my phone intently, side-eyeing the shit out of a whole bunch of people who were trying to run pass plays when we're on the two. I was like, yes. what are you doing? What is <laughs> happening right now? I mean, again, like, oh. I, I, I have that... Yeah. I have that familiarity with the sport yes. enough to understand that like that is not what you should be doing and then got mad when it worked and i was like damn it <laughs> yeah just reinforces that behavior well the other thing you can explain man is that like understanding what the meta is the meta yeah. is not call what you think everybody else is going to call yeah. so you can earn points you call what's best for your team because if you call something and the team that the masses call if they they're passing on you know first and goal and they miss it, you are going to be more, you are going to level up more because you picked a play that ostensibly would have been successful versus what actually happened. And I think you breaking that down and teaching people strategies is going to be awesome, man. Yeah, like, I I mean, personally, I I am a huge nerd for technology. I wouldn't be doing a show about gaming if I wasn't, right? And and I'm excited to see just from a, you know, technological standpoint, things that you're all going to be digging into. Like I remember very early in season one, you know, scrolling through the SCF website and seeing on the, you know, on the bottom, uh, uh, bottom half, like, oh, you guys are playing around with like IBM Watson uh, info and and, like digging into stuff like that. That's like, ooh, you know, we're going to get really detailed stats that of things that are going to be happening that we can talk about on the show. We can talk about yeah. that meta layer of it. We can talk about, you know, my hope is that we wind up throwing some some wild cards in there and be like, you know what? That play that everybody really liked last week, we're pulling it out of the book this week. We're going to we're going to flip the yeah. meta and move things around. <laughs> like I want I want to I want to see yes. the league do wild stuff that you can't do yeah. anywhere else that also makes people think about the strategic layers of playing football while having it, you know, broadcast and, and be a thing that you see in real time. Like that's the stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, let's play around with some of that stuff and, you know, lean in and, 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 and move people in directions and influence stuff to yeah. happen in, in wild ways. So like all those things combined are going to be real, real fun to mess with. It's, it is going to be fun. And you, you mentioned Watson, like IBM's a big believer in what we're doing. First season, we had a Watson integration where it yeah. spent, you know, built a, a machine learning algorithm that like w- watched a bunch of tape, trying to figure out what the success percentage of the play was going to be. And then touchdown percentage. I think, again, if you play this tape forward three, four years, that thing's been learning for a long time. The idea would be that we have Watson control a team. Run a whole entire team. That would be so. Like, so how great would that be? Be the masses versus Watson. Come on, right? We're playing the computer. We're yeah, playing the computer. it's like you're doing be. the whole chess yeah. Kasparov kind of move. You know, yes. playing the game. Ooh, yeah. that would be so fire. That would be so dope. Oh, that would be so good. So much fun so stuff. Good. Um, I know. I know. I'm not gonna keep you. Had a long day. You've run like the the gamut this week, uh, and, and have run through so so many interviews and, and conversations. So before we let you go, I know that yeah. you have been playing a crap ton of Horizon, and, oh and, I, and I know I don't know how you're getting in any time to play anything at this point, oh. but I got to talk to you about Horizon because I know you're a big gamer. I know you're playing a bunch of stuff. How, what are your thoughts on Horizon? I uh, thank you for indulging me. Like you absolutely didn't need to let me talk about it. I'm oh, just no, obsessed. I want to hear. Kinda, like I'm just upset. I'm like so. I love the first one. I mean, you had me at Robot Dinos. I yep. genuinely love the the narrative of the first one. The combat was great because I felt like 
you talk about level of mastery, I felt like the combat in the first one, I progressed, right? Like you leveled up Aloy, cool, but I got much better at taking down the dinos. I felt accomplished in a way that people always talk about Dark Souls game, which I, that's not my jam. We can talk about Elden Ring in a little bit. But, um, I'm going to get you I on am, Elden Ring. I, I'm going to get you on it. Oh, dude, if, you, if you'll ever co-op with me, I will do it, but Let's I am just it. way too chicken to, to, to play that game. Uh, but yeah, so I'm playing late at night. I, I think I tweeted uh, like one in the morning last night that like, uh, that, um, Forbidden West is better than sleep, and I got a lot of people agreeing. So I'm, I'm sacrificing sleep to get it in because we're we're building the league. But like, I traveled. I played two or three days of it, and then I had to go to Atlanta. I had to go to Atlanta. I went to Atlanta to to the combine to broadcast that, and then saw the, the facility. And I I was t- was talking to Jeff Canada who was there with me, and I was like, I'm thinking about the, the Forbidden West. You thinking about it? He's like, I'm thinking about it. And then we're like just talking about upgrade pass, and uh, it's wild, man. Like, I, I did you finish it? Are you yep. are you still in it? Yep, yep, yep. I finished it. I, I was I was reviewing it, so we got a little bit early, so I had time to get to get some games in. So for sure, uh, did I? You know what what amazes me is the density. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like it feels like this corridor you know third person action adventure not adventure not unlike you know um uncharted or, or the tomb raider games that level of detail that density in every square inch feels bespoke right like you talk about a lot of these open world creation tools and a lot of them you know i mean in order to 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 fill a landmass that so much you've got to have some some replication of stuff but everything feels so bespoke and handcrafted and um it is i it's just it's just wild. The combat's incredible, and uh, some of the best uh, you know motion capture and p- performance capture stuff Ugh. that I've ever seen. And it w- I wouldn't have thought that would come out of an open world game. It just truly feels next gen. It's awesome. It is. It is one of the biggest kind of daunting games in terms of size. I think I played fifty hours of it, and only and it shows you how much you've done in terms of completion. It was like thirty seven percent. I was like, oh, did you I golden path it. You're like. I had to because it was like embargo yeah. and you had to kind of roll yeah. through and get, go through the main path and, and do a little bit of side stuff. But even that at 50 hours of the main quest is a lot of games. So so folks who are going to be doing that, you know, Godspeed. Uh, I, I, hope, I hope you have some no-dos in your pocket so you can get some rest <laughs> and, make, and make it for real, for real. Oh I'll probably goodness. finish it by the end of season two. So I'll come, I'll come on and give updates from time to time. But uh, man, what a game. Absolutely worth the wait. It's, it's um, unbelievable what five years and an unlimited budget will give you and that's the answer it's here's, incredible here's, but it just got it okay geez go ahead no keep going uh, i think i feel like it got breath of the wild that again elden ring com- these games that come along once in a generation with breath of the wild and now elden ring like it was out of the conversation in one week and it hurts my heart these guys have been grinding for so long to bring this this you know labor of love this beautiful fine just in, incredible experience and it's just it's ephemeral it's gone it's like it's all elden ring all the time it's all anybody wants to talk about it. i just <sighs> I hurt my heart a little man it hurt my heart i'm it's, sure it'll do well the other one sold 20 plus million copies this will do fine yeah damn gorilla gorilla will find a way to make some 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 bank on that but it is really interesting to see how that game was like the hotness for two days yeah. and then yeah. gone just like out of it's out just, of the scope which is wild I can't, I can't even imagine working on something for five plus years and people forgetting about it in a week and mainlining it and then they're, they're on to the next thing. And wow. it is, it is, anyway, the, it is the blessing and curse of the video game industry right now is that we have weirdly too many games to play, which again, if you're out yeah. there talking about, I don't have nothing to play, you're a liar. Yeah, that's not true yeah, yeah. at all. You have lots <laughs> of things to actually dig into. Here's the way you rectify getting some games in of uh, Horizon while you're still building the league. I am sure... 
that when the stadium gets built, there'll be a couple of big screens you can hook up an Xbox or PlayStation 5 to. <laughs> Let's do it. So, like, okay, so uh, I, I don't have it. I don't have it here. But one of the we've got the whole like arena area, yeah. and then there's this whole like lounge slash like club thing with a giant esports screen, like you know, 300 inch screen that we're gonna put play the game on. It's gonna be like a club. People are drinking, but after hours, you're damn right. I'm bringing my PS5. Like, you better be there. Let's go- <laughs> Uh, Walk around in Atlanta, play some video games. We're gonna we're gonna have to wind up doing a thing in the halftime show is where we got to get yes. the two folks who had the most yards in the game. They have to play something on a on a on a console at the halftime show. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, and then, and then uh. we'll have Twitch wallet out and do it all that kind of stuff. My man. <laughs> Dees, fam, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'll I'll say this really quickly before I let you go. If you would have told me, again, I said this on the show earlier, if you would have told me, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, that I would be hosting a football show on NBC, I would have said that you are a mad person, that you have been drinking something really, really good. Uh, so having this be an opportunity that we are going to take on together, do this and make it big, make it funky, make it super fun. Uh, there's nobody else I'd rather do this with fam I'm excited that we get to do this together. Man, Sam, I think 20 years ago, you told me that I would own a football league with Joe Montana. I would think you would just be just crazy, but here we are. And again, nobody I'd rather do it with, you know, half the reason I start startups is to work with people that I, that I love. And you're one of those guys. So thrilled that nbc is giving you the opportunity i'm so excited to do this and um i can't wait to get in it so let's uh 44 days my friend 44 days 44 days i'm gonna be out there in the atl we popping (laughs) bottles baby it's time to get it out let's go uh everybody give d some love make sure you give him some love on twitter p to the d's uh on twitter give him some love show the fcf a whole bunch of love we're gonna let him go and get to the rest of this episode but my goodness fam thank you so much for being here much love to you patrick d's the man the myth the legend bringing it home talking about the fcf bringing it home having conversations about how this league is going to be even better moving forward and i get to be a part of it it is the wildest thing on the planet we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back after this we'll be back see you in a second Hey, Bricago, Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot On Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something? <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really good- oh, wait, give, me, give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you amplification.
So, welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. If you missed the first half of the show, you missed the fam, the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Dees, who is the co-founder and chief gaming officer from Fan Control Football. We just told all of you at home that I'm going to be the new host of their new podcast that is going to be on all podcast platforms. It's going to be on NBCLX and Peacock every week so if you missed that info in the first part of the show there you go we're gonna run the ad at the end of it too just so you get a little bit more flavor so what have we been playing this week uh i have been playing two things in a big way i've been playing grand Turismo 7 and elden ring again all the conversations around elden ring we kind of already have talked through some of those things already i'm learning on the fly how to be good at that game uh and i'm enjoying it so so much it is definitely game of the year uh a game of the year contender in the big way and it is just ridiculous it is so cool to see so many folks really enjoying it really having a blast with it and getting into a from game from software game in a way that i didn't have any expectation for people to do i did not expect people to be really you know coming to this game in that way uh and it's been really really cool to see it so you know massive love to everybody who's enjoying elden ring um but before we get up out of here i wanted to share a couple of thoughts and maybe a small mini review uh for gran turismo which i think this game is really interesting. This game is one of those games where I think a lot of folks have an expectation for what they have an, ex- uh, an expectation to play because of previous Gran Turismo's, because of Forza Horizon 5. You know, the, the car racing genre has kind of two flavors. It has a arcade sim. Uh, I'm sorry, a simulation version of it that I think a lot of people are, you know, excited about. And it has this other layer that is this kind of just more, you know, arcade uh, uh, kind of game, which I love all of those. You know, I like all of them in different reasons, for different reasons in different different ways. You know, I'm a big Forza Horizon fan because I think it's just fun to be able to play with a whole bunch of different cars and spec them out and make them look pretty and, and, and put your own designs on them. Again, you've seen all the designs that we put out for Spawn on Me ones uh, in the game, so make sure you're downloading those as well. But Gran Turismo has a very, very specific lineage, and I think that that lineage is really important to think about when coming to this new game. Again, PlayStation 5, games like this are visual showcases for it. They These are the things that when you think about when you're buying a new console and you're thinking about what the future of the visual fidelity layer leans into, games like Gran Turismo 7 are exactly one of the reasons why you should have a, P, a PS5. Like, everything in this game is so crisp so beautiful so fantastically done just from a visual standpoint that like it is it it continues to blow my mind how polyphonic digital continues to build upon this series in a way that feels great so you know the visual layers of it are just astounding you know so many cars i forgot how many um, you know, I'm riding around currently still in some dinky rides because I'm still trying to build up enough credits to buy the, the, the cars of my dreams, which are, you know, a lot of them at a million credits, which takes a long time to get, you know, I'm working through, you know, a lot of things you usually do within the space in a, in a Gran Turismo game, getting your licenses up, taking yourself through various parts of the, of the locales, you know, uh, tuning your cars, all that kind of stuff. This game is the coffee book of 
Gran Turismo games. It is a game in which it doesn't want you to move fast except for when you're driving it is a leisurely time in terms of the way that this game works it is a space for you to peruse and to hang out and to you know if you're a car aficionado like really dig into the history of the cars that you love and the and the brands that you love like this is like the encyclopedia britannica of of those kinds of games like it is a thing that expects you to take time with it and to enjoy it and to like have that you know glass of brandy that you use and you know you're sipping it and sniffing it you know in your glass and getting all of the the flavors and the notes of all of it it's it's really a really kind of like elegant and exquisite kind of experience it is very highbrow in a way that is you know not the same way that forza horizon is like guitar music it's not that this is very much like classic music on a long drive down the pacific highway kind of stuff um and that, that's in the flavor of the way that the menus work and the way that the music is in the game and the way that you're interacting with some of the people who are in it all of those layers together bring in this kind of very sophisticated experience, which I think is pretty interesting for the Gran Turismo series. I think it's always kind of had a layer of that, but they're tripling down on the, you know, the the the, the smoking jacket crowd uh, within this game, which I kind of like. It's kind of nice for them to go in this direction and go in this route and feel like they're talking to that layer of an audience. I think, you know, some of the screens that you're seeing now, if you're watching the video version of it, is again, the tuning has been blown out. You can do so many things in terms of making your car feel exactly like you want to feel in its virtual versions a couple of things that did stand out to me that i think are interesting that you know for our mini review that we want to talk about is one the dual sense is the star of this game the dual sense controller again when we were talking about it in the previews uh, uh and in the information that we got in the previews this was a game in which people talked about the you know how much you will feel your car in a dual sense controller and again the dual sense controller with the way that it does rumble and the way it does haptics you feel everything and it's so cool like hitting a rumple strip and feeling that in the side of the car that is touching that part of the road in that side of the controller, feeling the rev of the engine through the controller, feeling the, I don't know how they've done it, but you feel even the like, the suspension feels like it's coming through the controller as well. I think that layer of it is just like, really profound in the way that it comes through when you're playing it because it's not a thing that you felt before in the way that you are thinking about video games and driving games so i think that that part of it is just so cool to see that they have thought of all of those things in that way alongside that one of the things that i that i was really you know playing around with is just like you know track conditions usually in a game don't really you know feel or make it feel like you're having this moment where you're having to adjust for it you can kind of brute force a lot of that stuff in most other games gran turismo 7 they're like yo there's a puddle 
you go through that puddle and it's high speeds and it's a dip in the road, you may hydroplane and feel it within the ABS that's coming through the controller again. You feel that friction and that slip in that in that directionless directionlessness that you wind up getting when you're in a space where you're not in control of the car anymore in a way that just feels ridiculously cool. And, and, and I love that part because me as a person who usually drives a lot with all the assists on, which is the way I, I kind of prefer to play with play the game, knowing that I'm at a, a, a disadvantage than for other folks who like actually know how to take a corner correctly and, and understand the apex and, and, and the break of, of how you're supposed to do that stuff. But it still feels like I'm accomplishing a lot while even playing with those things. So, like, for instance, usually you'll have that dynamic break line that you see in a game like Forza. This game doesn't do that. This game will give you the line and it'll give you a break space, a space in a zone that you will potentially and should be breaking in on the most assisted version of it. The game will break for you. It'll let you take that turn, but it'll slow down within that break space. If you take that stuff off, you then have to make those changes on the fly the same way you would in a real car. And it just changes the way that you're thinking about that game in real ways, which I think is pretty, pretty brilliant. Um, I haven't played any races online yet. I'm going to play some of those very, very soon. Um, the you know way you gain cars through... You know, passing some of the um, uh, the license tests, and they have this other place that's called the the cafe. And again, you're like in this Ken Burns style, slow fade in, you know, kind of thing where you're talking to this person in, you know, text form uh, about, you know, oh, we're going to talk today about, you know, the Ford history uh, of cars. And, you know, if you win these particular races, we'll give you a couple of cars within that lineage so that you can use those to play. Like you're always getting stuff in a way that feels good, even when you're not having to spend in-game credits for it, which I think is also pretty, pretty fantastic fantastic um but it is one of those things where that that grind becomes something very very evident you know depending upon how good of a car you want again you can go and buy stuff in the used car lot you can go buy stuff from the kind of name brand cars and in, in terms of the you know, uh there's a, a kind of brand uh dealership where you can go in and go do some of that stuff which i thought was interesting um, and also a really weird thing that I didn't really uh, expect was within the menu systems themselves, when you go and look at the cars that you're trying to purchase or you're excited about or thinking about, this game is like a actual store for car buying. You can, you can hit a link in the forward section of, you know, the, the menu system and it'll kick you out directly to the Ford site where you can go buy the car that you actually have been driving for as many days as you possibly could. I don't know how you put your credit card information in there. I don't know how you put in all of that stuff, but it kicks you to us to, to the exact webpage from those, um, manufacturers. And, and you're able to go cop a thing if you really wanted to. You're like, oh, this GT, oh, I'm going to cop that. Oh, this 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 Porsche, oh, I'm going to actually go cop that. It's a weird thing, but it's also kind of cool that they've incorporated that into it in a way that feels cohesive for folks who are really 
into the car space uh like that uh jr5 mics uh says parents please watch your kids yeah i would say you know make sure like i don't think you can hit a button and then go directly into a you know it pulls up in the playstation menu oh this is you know eighty five thousand dollars you know how can we connect this to your paypal i don't think that's gonna work but it will let you go to the site and you can go go to that thing. I'm going to actually test it tonight and see if you can actually purchase directly from within game. That would be wild to be able to do. Uh, Royal Martin in the chat says, time for me to buy an Aston Martin. Hey, caught me one too while you're at the store. Hook me up. I, just, I, I, I deserve it. I'm a good person. I'm a good, I'm a good family man. Um, that being said, I think this game is great. I think it's awesome. Again, if you're a huge fan of, of racing, you're a huge car fan, I think this is the the perfect game for you. Um, you know, all the small things of the way they've revamped, you know, the showcasing of your cars and, and all these, you know, exotic locales and, and, and they've changed up and added this really fantastic photo mode layer again. Uh, that is really great. I have some pictures that I've taken of, you know, some of the cars that I currently own in the game and it, and it looks really, really good in the ways that those should. Um, but it's, it's just a fun time in a, in a space where, this is the most leisurely thing that I'm getting a chance to do uh, while going through so many different games that are very much like run here, shoot this, kill that, do this. It feels nice to be able to be in a car, zoom down a racetrack, feel like you're not being pressured into things. Um, and that, and that part has been really, really good. Um, one other thing that I did see that I, that I was while watching the video was reminded of is this game has one of the best day night cycles in a game that I've seen ever too. Like when you're in the, when you're on the track and it starts to go from, you know, mid afternoon to dusk to night, man, that stuff feels good. They talked about this in the preview about capturing data from satellites for weather and time and day and capturing the way a track would feel in those geographic places and replicating that in the game and they've nailed that too it is a really pretty experience on the playstation 5 i think they've done a redonkulous good job of it i think i've been playing it with a pulse headset as well which we've talked about you know adding a, a layer of that tempest 3d audio to it that that's supposed to kind of be more immersive i would say that that works really well too i've been extremely happy with everything i've gotten a chance to play with in terms of gran turismo 7 i think the modes have been pretty fun there's a music mode where you're basically trying to finish a song, uh, go through the whole song while getting to the check to the checkpoint. So, like, if you don't get to the next part of the song before the checkpoint, you wind up losing that race. It's an interesting kind of mode that they've put in there. They do have some kind of old whack music. I'm not going to front. Uh, but that part. You know, it, it, it's not I'm not expecting them to throw Drake in a Gran Turismo seven game. Uh, that's more of a Forza Horizon kind of move, but it it is a weird thing that you don't see uh, in there, which I was like, well, that's weird. That's that's kind of funky that it's not in there in that way. Um, but um, it is it is cool 
uh, to see how they have continued to, to broaden out what this game is going to be. And I hope a lot of people play it. I think it's a thing that I would love to figure out again. Like, you know, we didn't really do a lot of it in Forza with the community, but I'd love to drive and race with you all and figure out ways to kind of do some of that stuff within the game. Uh, I'm, I'm already talking to the dude who did our liveries for Forza. If they can hook us, hook us up with some in uh, Gran Turismo once he once he's able to get a copy of the game because I'm bad at that and I can't do it. Um, but I love it. I think it's been a really fun game. I've been having a blast with it, and I think all of you at home, if you're really into that kind of game, will have a blast too. So that's my thoughts for gran turismo 7 uh again cop it you know i would say you should definitely go check that game out because it's pretty damn good uh and all of that business there so uh we're almost out of here again thank you to the folks who came by my bright live session the other day when we were talking about going from good to goat in terms of podcasting gear had a had a fair amount of people come through uh, and we, I would love to do it again to do another one of those uh, uh, teaching sessions on Bright Live. So shout out to those folks for getting those things in order. Um, I'm, I'm, I may be at a panel at South by Southwest. Uh, I got some news. I thought it was uh, fully down and official, uh, but we may be having to change some of that. So I don't know yet, but I'll keep you all locked in on what that looks like from a, uh, you know, uh, that perspective. Oh. I forgot to talk about Dice. I didn't talk about Dice at all. I'll keep it short and sweet. Dice was ridiculously cool. Like, um, you know, uh, the folks from the, the Academy of Arts and, and, and Sciences, Interactive Academy of Arts and Sciences, you know, asked me to come by and I'd hosted it last year, did 23 panels of hosting uh, last year and getting a chance to come back and now present a couple of awards on the stage was daunting. It was amazing. I got to follow Phil Spencer on stage, which was also mind blowing. I got to see Ed Boone win a, a, a lifetime achievement award, uh, who is, you know, one of the people who I look up to in this industry in a huge way. Cause I'm a huge mortal Kombat fan. Um, and I just got to see so many amazing people who I love, uh, in this industry and get to hang out with them, um, and, and chop it up and hang out and talk about games and talk about the future of this industry and do all that kind of work. Uh, so getting to go to Vegas was fantastic and brilliant. I'm going to go back to Vegas in a couple of weeks uh, for a wedding, and then I'm going to go on my 10-year anniversary trip, which is going to be pretty, pretty amazing. So I had a blast at DICE. Maybe next year they'll let me host it alongside Greg and Jessica Chobot. I would love to do that. I'm lobbying for it right now. I want to learn how to do that on stage and have fun with it. And it was great. I'd love to do it again. And it was it was so cool to get up there and present an award. And everybody was like, you did that good. Good job, kid. That was great. You didn't mess it up. Um, so it was fantastic. You know, the the, the video is up on, on YouTube, I'm sure, at this point. Uh, you get a chance to see me do it live on stage. Uh, and it, I had a blast doing it. So lots of cool things coming up for Spawn on Me. For me, I'm still on the job hunt, still making moves on that end and getting things done. Um, but yeah, we have so many cool things to share, so many wonderful conversations to to dig into. And, you know, I, I'm just like blown away at all the goodness that we get a chance to share with all of you at home. Uh, I am I am hyped for all that. And before we go, I want to share the video again that shows the announcement uh, and, and share that with you before we get up out of here. Much love to you all. 
Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. All of this stuff will go up on the podcast feeds tomorrow morning. Uh, and check out the show, share it wherever you can, and give us some love here in Chicago. Much love to you all. Have a wonderful night. Peace. Peace.